Well, hey, look who's back. Hey. It's Jonathan. We're glad to have you back, John. And we're glad to have the Angels back. Maybe after a much-needed day off, they can actually break this five-game losing streak. <laughs> Except we're playing the American League best team. <laughs> we're playing the Yankees. So, well, we always play them well. So hopefully this new road trip will actually be a good road trip for us. We're going to talk all about that. Plus, John's going to share some details from his trip to Chicago. That's where he was at. He toured Wrigley Field. He's going to compare it to the Big A. And we're going to talk about Taylor Ward and why we think that he is the Angels MVP. You're locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked on Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. If you're listening on the audio side, you can rate and review the pod. It helps people find Locked On Angels. And if you're watching on the video side, you can actually subscribe and be notified every time a new episode hits. Hey, it's good to be back. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining us here on Locked On Angels. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my returning triumphant brother John. <laughs> uh, you got the Frisch Brothers, aka the Super Halo Bros, here with you. You can reach us at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram, and of course, as always, you can reach us at Locked On Angels if you want to reach out to the pod. We're happy to uh, be back together for this one. I know, Mike, that you had to have an episode to yourself to talk about the Halos, and it was. Not very fun, not just because I wasn't here, but because it hasn't been fun being a Halo fan right now. <laughs> I had to talk about how the Angels had lost five in a row, and I had nobody to discuss it with except for those that were listening. So <laughs> I need you. I need you back. We need some hope. We well, need we some had, help. We right? had some really great <laughs> comments and questions for you, and I thought that you we did, did a great job. I do have a bone to pick with you, though, about the uh, City Connect jerseys. You said they look okay. like, like uh, softball league jerseys. Do yes, you what do you think? You, st- you stand by that? I stand firm. What do you think? Listen, there is a a, a connection to Huntington Beach, Jack's Surfboards, which has been in business since 1957. And if you look at the logo of Jack's, it's got the diamond pattern, which is what the angels are wearing on their jerseys with the numbers on there. And then the font of the angels uh, logo across the front also kind of is reflective of that surf beach vibe from from jack so just an fyi just not you know you, you can have your opinion even though it's wrong uh but you can have your opinion and uh there the, i thought that was a really great connection because like you said what do we connect to the city of anaheim oranges right disney right and the angels right <laughs> and so to lean into the the surf culture i thought was pretty cool so i think that yeah. once we see them on the players and once we get a better look at them instead of that sneak peek maybe we'll uh enjoy them a bit more and since it's a kind of an exclusive thing i think i might have to pick up a hat or a shirt or something like that uh which is something i did when i was in chicago picked myself up a seiya suzuki t-shirt it's my got, fan. it's got suzuki <laughs> on the back i know that's why i got it i had to get 27 yeah. <laughs> but it's got suzuki's name on the back written in japanese which i thought was pretty cool that uh, is awesome so i'll talk all about that coming up but but, but we have a big series against the yankees we do. starting today and we are in the bronx now, of course, last season we had that amazing comeback game in the rain delay game where Shohei started, did not start well, but the Angels picked him up. And, of course, Jared Walsh hit that game-tying grand slam off of Roldis Chapman. We're still talking about that because that was Jared Walsh's uh, coming out party in yes. terms of being a guy who's here to stay. And I thought that was a, a, an important talking point as we cover this Yankee series. Plus, Mike Trout has not played at Yankee Stadium since 2018, Mike. Really? And the reason why 
is because they had a trip there in 2018, and they did not go to the Bronx in 2019. The Yankees came here. They played four uh-huh. games against the Angels. But they did not play in Yankee Stadium in 2019. Pandemic season, of course, nobody played out of their division. They played right. the National League West and the AL West. Right. And so we stayed on this side of the country. And then last season, Mike Trout had his injury, and so he did not play in Yankee Stadium. And the last hmm. time he played, well, I should say the last series. Let me give you some stats. Okay. Mike Trout had his big game against the Yankees on May 26th, 2018, where he went five for five with three doubles, a home run, and four RBIs. Mike Trout loves playing at Yankee Stadium, and I hope that we see some more of that from Mike Trout in this series. We're going to need a lot of that because the Yankees are actually really good. And the good news is the Angels always play the Yankees really well. They do. They right? play up, right? We do play up. And so we begin that series today. Here's their record, 33-15. and 15. They Woo! did lose two in a row to Tampa Bay. So that record still looks fantastic, but it could have been better if they actually took the series from Tampa. I would, I would kill for two <laughs> losses in a row instead of five. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Now, here's here's where they're tough. 17-7 and seven at home in that Little League park that they play in up there. <laughs> Thank you, Chris Woodward. <laughs> and and their SRS, this measures how good a team actually is, how many more runs they score than other teams. Uh-huh. The Yankees are the best American League team. They have a 1.2 SRS. They're 1.2 wow. runs better than every other American League team okay. right now. So And, and then here's, here's the big names, right? I'm going to start with Stanton, Giancarlo Stanton, mm-hmm. who has just the strangest batting stance, but... <laughs> makes contact and hits the ball to the moon almost every single time. Right, right. So he has 11 home runs, 35 RBIs, and his OPS is 862. But it's it's Aaron Judge, actually, that we all Man. need to rise to because Aaron Judge <laughs> has 18 home runs, 35 RBIs, and listen to this, an OPS of 1.045, John. Wow. Wow, the rightful uh, MVP of 2017, right? Instead of uh, yes. Jose Altuve. It should have been yes. Aaron Judge. I, I can even say that as an Angel fan, that, that it should have been Judge's year that season. But man, Should have been Judge. What a guy. He is having a tear right now, and he's having a season. And he's always been very good, and it's great to see that he's having this success this season. And it's kind of interesting because the conversation around Judge is extending him, uh, getting him a new contract, and, yeah. and I, I think I recently saw him quoted as saying, you know what, I just need to focus on winning. Mm. <laughs> we can talk about contract later on. But man, that guy, he's hes the anchor. He's the Mike Trout of the Yankees, in my opinion. He is, and I think that locking him up would be a great idea. I think that they're hesitant just simply because he does have some injury history, which sure. is interesting because a lot of people will say that Mike Trout is injury prone, but if you look at Trout and the games he's played and compare it to Aaron Judge, Trout has played so many more games and has actually performed a whole lot better and more consistently over a period of time. And he's played, obviously, a few seasons more than Aaron Judge has, but that's the interesting narrative around Mike Trout when I he really hasn't been, right? He hasn't been that hurt, but, but Judge has missed a lot of time. But here's the thing about Judge, when he's in there, he is dangerous, and those stats, those stats prove that. Can I just remind everybody, and, and I don't mean to get grim here, but number one, Mike Trout and and Jessica Trout had a baby in 2020, so he took mm-hmm. some time off for that. Then when the Angels were not going to win anything in 2020, he didn't play the last few games. 2019, his brother-in-law passed away. Right. And he took some yeah. time off for that. 
Yeah. So when people just look at the games played and see, oh, he doesn't have that many in a, in a season. Well, you're wrong <laughs> because <laughs> he's he's had good reasons to take time off. So hmm. l- let's let's get that conversation and that yeah. that anecdote out of your mind because Trout only had one injury filled season last season. 2017, he hurt his finger and and thumb, I should say. And he missed a lot of games in 2017. Yes, correct. Yeah. That happened. Congratulations. But, wow. <laughs> but Chicago John is feisty. I'm I feisty. Like this. This is really I, had, good. I had some deep dish and I'm ready to roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of getting ready to roll, Noah Syndergaard's on the mound for us on Tuesday. I like and he's that. pitching against Jordan Montgomery. Jordan's uh-huh. numbers 0 and 1, 330 ERA. Then Wednesday, it's Detmer's Day. Detmer's and, Day. And he's he's playing against a guy, uh, Nestor Cortez, <laughs> who has has really kind of caught fire this year and he's yeah. really won the fans over because no of his hustle and because of his his energy and because of his spirit. I love it. 4 and 1, 170 ERA and Oof. that'll be an interesting game. Both of those guys are are young guys looking to do well. Thursday, Thursday Otani uh yeah. versus Jameson Talion. Talion. See, you're even better at pronouncing names than I am. This is why I got to be here. <laughs> <laughs> He's 5 and 1, 2, 4, 9 ERA. And so, Woo. I mean, this, it's going to be a good pitching matchup for the Angels. And, yeah. and we're hopeful that we do actually rise to the occasion. And speaking of rising to the occasion, one note that I've noticed about Yankee players, John, is that mm-hmm. no matter who they get, Yankees have the ability to get players and then those players, I don't know if they just turn the volume up. I don't know if it's something about mm. being in the pinstripes, but I know what you're saying. They end yeah. up playing better, right? Like Tino Martinez is an example of that. He wasn't bad with the Mariners, but he actually played really well with the Yanks. And then Scott Brocious, uh-huh. who came over from Oakland and then played for New York, he wasn't great in Oakland, but in New York, he ended up becoming a hero. And then, <laughs> and then this year they signed Matt Carpenter just recently and Carpenter's not bad, but he's on the tail end of his career. First at bat, Hits a home run, you know? Yeah, he's he's had an incredible career, and of course, he's just not the same as he used to be because he's old. He's too old. Right. My, Carpenter, he's too old. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. He comes on, up, up up on the Yankees and hits a home run in that first game. And, yeah. and even even Josh Donaldson to some extent. You know, he's, yeah. he's not the spry young chicken he used to be, but he's contributing to this team. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's a lot of guys who put on those pinstripes and just unlock. They, they get turned up to 11. Right. You're right. Right. It just seems like the Yanks know how to meet the needs of their team and fill the roles with the correct players. They they know to not ask a player to not be what the player isn't, right? And mm-hmm. and I think it's mm-hmm. the culture. I think there's something about the pinstripes that makes people go, I'm wearing the Yankee pinstripe. Babe Ruth <laughs> wore this. And so I'm gonna I'm wearing this and I'm gonna perform well. So that's interesting didn't about to the Andrew Yankees. Heaney though. <laughs> it didn't happen to Andrew Heaney. No, no, it didn't. That's that's their one negative, right? <laughs> you know what another thing I think about the Yankees that's important is I know that they really tried with Gio Urshela, right? They really gave him a shot. And when they figured out it wasn't working, he's on the Twins now. Yeah. And he's having a decent season. But he just wasn't the right guy for that team. And they didn't hang on or hold on to him too much or, you know, grit their teeth and grab on. They they, they let him go. Yeah. They let it happen. And they and they got Donaldson from that trade. And they traded somebody else, too, who's, uh, uh, who's always been part of that Yankee... Oh, these are the. This is the future. Well, they they passed on that future. It was uh the catcher, the catcher. I can't think of his name right now, but um they're on the Twins, and it was just a move that they made because they realized it wasn't working. And I think that's the Yankees' advantage sometimes is they realize, oh, this isn't working with this guy, so it's time to move on. 
and it certainly worked out for them. Having the best record in the AL, this pitching staff is incredible. This is going to be quite the challenge. Hopefully, Otani has a better Thursday than he did last season yeah. when he started that game. Yeah. And I think this will be his uh, redemption game. Well, coming up on Locked On Angels, John and I are going to talk about Taylor Ward, and we're going to share why we think that he's the Angels' MVP. But Locked On Angels is brought to you by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet Online, where the game starts. We want to say thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. You're going to get recaps of MLB games from the local experts and analysis from hosts like Mike and I, who host the other Locked On MLB shows, recapping games from your favorite teams, taking fans to the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Well, John, it's so good to have you back for a couple of reasons. One of the reasons is I've already had like three drinks of my water while you're talking because <laughs> you I wasn't take a able breath. to take a breath <laughs> for like 30 minutes yesterday. So it's nice to have you back. But two, your thoughts, your opinions, I appreciate. But it, I want to hear a, a little bit about Chicago. So tell us a bit about what you did, and then let's talk Wrigley Field and compare it to the Big A. Listen, I uh, went to Chicago with my wife. She had a business trip, and I got to tag along. and So we got to play around a little bit, but one of the things that I wanted to do was go to Wrigley Field, yeah. and I was going to be okay with just taking a picture in front of the sign, and she said, no, we need to do the tour. So, <laughs> That's Abby, a good wife. thank you for talking yes. me into taking the tour. <laughs> so the tour was incredible. Our our uh, guide, his name was Noah, he started it off perfectly. He said, this place has a lot of history. My great-grandfather took my grandfather, who took my father, who took me to games. Wow. And I think that's the key to Wrigley Field yeah. is the history that's there. And now, I know that the Big A is starting to have its own history. They did a little trivia fact. They said, you know, it's Fenway and Wrigley Field and Dodger Stadium are the oldest three stadiums in MLB, but they they left out the fourth, which is us. The big A. We're yeah. the fourth oldest now. Wow. Which is crazy to think about. Wow. Touring that place was incredible. We got to go in the visiting locker room, which was very underwhelming when you look at it. And it was actually smaller. It used to be smaller than it actually was when we went in there. But the tour guide, he made a good point of saying, think about all of the opposing teams who have used this locker room and have come in here. And you think about the greats like Babe Ruth yeah. and like Bo Jackson, right? Yeah. So you think about all those people that came through wow. and played against the Cubs were in that locker room. So that was a special moment. Got to sit in the press box and sit in Gordon Wittenmeyer's seat, <laughs> uh, which was funny. I took a picture of his name tag because he's he's the the dweeb who wrote the article about <laughs> Shohei Otani not being accessible to the media before the game, and we all piled on on Twitter for that one. That yep. was pretty funny. Yep. What a nerd. So I sat in, I sat in his seat and kind of. You know, did a little wiggle in that thing. Um, 
But man, just to uh, to get on the field, to stand on the warning track and and go in the dugout, Mike. I got to go in the dugout. Mm. I don't know if you saw my Joe Madden impression from from the dugout. Was I was angry at the uh, umpire for calling a low and away strike on Shohei. <laughs> uh, but but that was incredible. But it feels like a ballpark. Okay. And when I say that, it's if you close your if you've never been to a game in your life and you close your eyes and imagine what a ballpark feels like. This is the place. Mm. And there's like they said, it's so much history. You just can't top. The, the the structure and the brick and, and just the way it looks, the aesthetics. And one of the important things that they said is they wanted it to feel like a park. And that's why everything is is green there. And that's why you got the ivy in the outfield. It feels very natural. And I thought that was a cool point. Compared to Angel Stadium, now I will say it probably is easier to get in and out of Angel Stadium because Wrigley Field is in, is in that neighborhood. Yeah. And when we parked... Fortunately, it was an off day, so we were able to see a little bit more of the stadium. But it said event parking, $50. Man, oh, wow. I've never paid $50 to park at Angel Stadium, no. and I don't think I ever will. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that was a significant note for me, was just realizing, like, ooh, it, it would be difficult to get in and out of here. Now, of course, they have those awesome bleachers on top of the apartment buildings. That's mm-hmm. really fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to see the old school scoreboard out there, that's pretty fun as well. And then the bleachers. They have general admission bleachers for regular games during the season. Now, during the playoffs, they're marked because they have to have a capacity for playoff games, yeah. right? And I, I have to say, I I was thrilled as a baseball fan to go and see that stadium. And it was, it was amazing. And I, I will say that the bathrooms at Old Wrigley Field are in much better shape than Angel Stadium. <laughs> so we need to renovate a little bit. We, we could use some uh, some updates at Angel well, Stadium. Listen, Artie's trying sure. to buy the stadium, but then there was a problem and some backdoor oh, gambling boy. and backdoor deals. And so they're, they're trying to figure that out, John. So just give, Disney's them, give them some grace, <laughs> right? What was it like? What was it like to to follow the Angels in the Central Time Zone instead of the uh, West Coast Time Zone? This is brutal, man. So you guys know if you've been listening to the show and and watching online, I've been in different locations almost every night, and to watch the Angels two hours ahead to see a start time of nine oh seven on Saturday night, I was like, what? Where am I? And so that so I feel for our friends in the UK. I know we have a lot of UK fans. Yes on Twitter who follow the angels and man, it's, it's gotta be rough to watch it hours ahead like they do, but yeah, just even two hours ahead, the games were over at midnight and then you and I would have to do a show afterward. Yeah. And so that's not something that I, I want to do ever again, no. but, <laughs> <laughs> but to follow them two hours ahead, it was really odd because you saw the light at the stadium still. And I was like, it's, it's dark outside. So we had a blast, man. And it was so great to, to tour Wrigley and, get that history. I, I was over the moon. I was like a kid in a candy store. And, and, uh, I picked up this Seiya Suzuki shirt because he loves trout and I love trout. Yeah. And so, uh, a friend of my friend is, is a friend of mine. Is that how the same thing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't uh, know. but anyway, <laughs> it was a great trip. Uh, I really appreciate you guys bearing with me as I tried to fly back yesterday. We, we missed our connecting flight to LA because That's our fun. plane was late coming out of Chicago. So we had an extra night in Vegas did not take advantage of that because we were exhausted. <laughs> so, <laughs> but all in all, it was a great trip. I uh, Chicago is a great city, Mike. I know that you and the family want to get out there. I'd recommend it to anybody who wants to get out there. Get some deep dish while you're out there. We went to Giordano's and it was awesome, and uh, uh, nothing like it, man. There's just really nothing like it. So sh- my kind of town, Chicago is. <laughs> That's good.
Well, I had a great time in Chicago, and somebody who's actually making this season a great time for us Angel fans is Taylor Ward, yes. who really, we did not expect this kind of production out of Taylor Ward, and I would even go as far to say, and maybe Mike, you agree with me, the Angels MVP right now, Taylor Ward, oh, because absolutely. that guy is is crushing it. He's crushing it right now. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. We saw how important his bat is in that lineup with that injury. He he ran into the wall, and it kind of gave him a stinger, and he didn't have any strength in his arm for a while, his throwing arm. And we saw how that changed the trajectory of the Angels lineup, yeah. the batting order. So let's look at his stats for a moment, John, because these stats are remarkable. So he's hitting 359 going into today's game against the Yanks. His career mm-hmm. high is 277 in 2017. And wow. he only played 34 games that year. Yeah. And so yeah. he's crushing it. He's got 10 home runs. His previous career high was last year, eight home runs. And then his mm. OPS right now is 1.181. He's leading the league in OPS. And his previous high was 7.69. Wow. So totally different guy. He is a completely different guy. And he has 25 walks this season. His career high was 24. So he's already he's <laughs> already surpassed that. And then I love, I love projected stats. I know that they're not mm-hmm. probably what the player will get to. But based upon how he's playing right now, here's the projected stats. 48 home runs, 128 RBIs, and 119 walks. Wow. That would be an MVP, not just for the Angels, but MVP for the entire American League. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about his patience, because he does have a lot of walks. And and the thing that I'm really, really intrigued by is how often he swings and how often he actually holds back. And so mm-hmm. Baseball Savant is a great great website to see these stats if you're a nerd like John and I. <laughs> and r- what we found out is that 60% of Taylor Ward's swings are at balls in the zone. And you can see that. It's very clear yes. when he's at the plate. You can see that he's not chasing. He's not swinging at junk. He's attacking. That's what yeah. I think has changed for him. He's attacking. And he was, he was comp- we've brought this up on the show before, but he was noted as saying that he's looking for a pitch. He's not thinking about the count. He's looking for a pitch in the zone. And he's proven that. And yeah. honestly, it seems like really basic, simple approach to the plate. Right. And you'd think every uh, batter does that, but he just seems to do it so well. And he's, he really is not chasing junk. He's somebody that when you get, when you see him up there, you can feel confident yeah. in the, that his at bat is going to be productive one way or another. Well, here's proof of what you just said. So of balls in the zone, Ward has hit 82% of those pitches successfully. Wow. And he's only chased 16% of pitches that were thrown outside of That's the zone. That's crazy. Isn't That's that amazing? Crazy. And as the leadoff hitter, he has a 4.64 on base percentage. Huh. But here's, here's what's really remarkable about Ward is that the Angels are 24 runs better with Taylor leading off versus any other leadoff hitter so far this year. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. It's funny. We we had conversations preseason about who's going to lead off for the Angels. Is it Marsh? Mm-hmm. Is it Fletcher? Mm-hmm. Who would have expected Taylor Ward? And when he I don't does think lead off. picked it. No. Yeah, nobody picked that. And, and when he does lead off, like I said, it changes the whole trajectory of the lineup. Instead yeah. of Otani leading off or, or Marsh, you have Ward, Otani, Trout. Rendon, when he's healthy, Walsh, like, it just shapes this lineup so well in, in such a better position. And 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 the th- and the through line of great hitters, I think, changes when Taylor Ward is at the top. Yeah, one of the questions from yesterday was about, like, should we be concerned about this lineup and about the offense, or should we make a trade and maybe go get a bat? I, I, I'm of the opinion that 
this fully healthy lineup, mm. when they're all together, they've proven to be really successful. And yeah. with Taylor Ward at the start, with Taylor Ward leading off, it seems to just be the fire starter that we need yeah. for this team. Like Eckstein was in 02, right? Yeah. Taylor Ward seems to be that for us. And not only offensively, but defensively, he's actually played, played really, really well. He's in the top percentile of right fielders. He's 94% out of 100, which means, in other words, he ranks in the top 10 in right fielders on the defensive side in That's the game impressive. Today. That's impressive yeah. because you wouldn't have expected that coming into the season because he's moved around so much. Poor guy's moved around so much from catcher to third base and and now the outfield. And now that he's locked in in the outfield, it's really kind of thrown a curveball into the Angels outfield situation because I know we're trying out different guys while Taylor Ward wasn't able to play the outfield. Hopefully Sunday is a good note to see that he is back in right field. and Ready to go. And, and even with the short porch at Yankee Stadium, he doesn't have a lot of ground to cover in right, so that might be to his benefit yeah. in this season. So let's ask this question, Mike. Is Ward the Angels MVP? I think he is 150,000%. <laughs> I mean, <the laughs> That's guy a lot. Has, wow. the, guy, the guy has proven to be a really, really great player. So I'll throw this back on you now. So is Taylor Ward an all-star? Yes, 100% an all-star. I am concerned he won't get voted in yeah. because... I don't think the the cachet, if you will, the name, the name recognition right. recognition is there. However, right. any smart manager, uh, let's see, it would be the Astros and the Braves manager. So yes, one more question for you: Is Taylor Ward the American League MVP? That is going to be a wait and see for me. Okay, because I think we talked about Aaron Judge, we talked about Mike Trout, who is also making another case for MVP. Yeah. Uh, and I know projections are projections, but I mean, by all accounts, if he continues this season that he's having, he's going to be in that conversation and he'll be, yeah. he'll be top five MVP voting in my opinion. Yeah. You know who might know? Soli. Soli. Paul Francis Sullivan. <laughs> what a that transition. Guy has so much, he has so much good information about baseball and we appreciate you making Locked on Angels your first listen. You should make Soli's podcast your second listen. It's Locked on MLB podcast and he brings his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present and it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, if you want to connect with us, make sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnAngels. Of course, you can connect with Mike and I at SuperHaloBros on both Twitter and Instagram. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's episode? Well, since we're playing the Yankees, I want to go back, take you back a little over a year ago. There was this rumor about the Angels trading for Aaron Judge. Yeah. And so John and I are going to talk about that potential trade and if we would make that trade today. Ah, I like that conversation. All right, y'all. Until tomorrow's episode, my name is John and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike and that's my brother, John. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow on Locked On Angels.